It is Star Wars tonight, carrying down 17 days. I don't know why I said carrying down. We're counting down. I mean, we're kind of carrying. It feels like a burden of some kind. Uh, it is Star Wars tonight. Thanks for tuning in. It's Monday. That means we've got Justin with us, and we're talking about expectations as we get to these final days for The Force Awakens. It's theater. Falcon's flight with destiny. Hello, it is Star Wars Tonight. Boy, do we have a great show for you today. Let's bring him in. It's Justin Robert Young. What's going on, man? Hey, man. It's good to be back. Is it hard to believe that we were halfway through this entire ordeal? Two weeks left. Man, you know, it, 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 what? what is only crazy about that is thinking about everything I need to do in the next two weeks. <laughs> you know, because uh, do you ever, you ever do that thing where well, I used to do it a lot with my birthday, where you would start to see advertisements for movies that came out on your birthday, right? Or like oh, your yeah. birthday week. And then you would like measure everything by that. It's like, oh, wait, there's more. I don't know. I can't think of a period movie that would make sense, but like you know, the, the, the Lost in Space remake is coming out. Uh, you know, I, uh, that comes out of my birthday. Let, that's how much we have to do. And now I'm still doing that, but only with the Force Awakens. And exactly. uh, I'm just like, oh, geez, I have a lot on my plate. <laughs> I mean, the the anticipation is raw. It's it's out there. It's 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 uh, it's it's huge. To quote uh, the redheaded one. Uh, we won't go there. That's sure. the politics, politics, politics podcast. Um, but actually, uh, right before we jump into the, the main topic for today, uh, uh, actually, I'm going to surprise Justin. Justin, we have a sponsor. Oh, look at that. Yes, well, uh, I'm very let's excited. get to it. Uh, in fact, uh, this week's episodes of Star Wars Tonight are brought to you by Waze. You ever heard of this uh, Waze, Justin? Uh, I'm I'm very excited that they're a sponsor here because I was a, a uh, was and am a Waze evangelist. Fun story: When I first moved to California, I was unaware that, uh, or I was tickled by the fact that you could see all the offices of the apps that you know and love. And one of them that I was really a huge fan of was Waze, which was in Palo Alto. This was before they got bought by Google. So I just full of, you know, hayseed vim and vigor just walked into the Waze office just to say, hey, guys, I'm a huge (laughs) fan of of your app and I love you. And uh, they were very frightened and confused. (laughs) They were, uh, you know, just uh, quiet programmers and uh, they were not ready for a man who was wearing an orange jumpsuit with a weird beard. (laughs) <laughs> to come in and just start uh, showering them with unsolicited praise. That's how much of a Waze fan I am. Well, nice. Excellent. Well, it's it's very straightforward. All you have to do is go to Waze.com slash download if you use uh, iPhones or Android. And what they're doing this month in anticipation of The Force Awakens is a really cool skin that they've been doing with a lot of films. But they've really outdone themselves with a special... 
uh, protocol droid edition. So if you want to drive around with C-3PO uh, as your guide, which who hasn't, let's be honest, uh, you can. So they've got a really cool uh, skin that comes out that's Star Wars themed. You can uh, blaze through TIE fighters. It's sort of like I was literally driving on the downtown connector today with it. Uh, and as you're driving through the downtown connector, any ways app users that are also using the Star Wars skin immediately appear as X-Wings and TIE Fighters in traffic. So it's pretty That's cool. So make amazing. sure you go to waze.com slash download, and uh, we appreciate them for supporting us here at Star Wars Tonight. Now... And that, that, skin, is, that skin is great. Ashley was using it. Oh, nice. Awesome, awesome. So uh, uh, one or two other things. Uh, we are just rolling into the final thing. So a big community event that the Star Wars Report is hosting, all the different podcasters, is this weekend, uh, Star Wars Watch Parties. So again, stay tuned to our Twitters, and we'll give you guys uh, more information. But just for now, keep uh, this Saturday and Sunday at 5 p.m. In, uh, in your mind. We will be live streaming uh, watch parties of the movies live on Twitch, and we're very excited about it. It's it's really uh, it's it's a season that I don't know why I haven't done any of this kind of stuff before, but I feel like the sheer excitement of the upcoming film is bringing everybody together at a just an all time level of Star Wars fandom. That even uh, you know, it's just you don't experience this until unless there's that kind of anticipation. Oh, it's it's insane, and uh, you know, and this segues into our our topic for today very nicely. We had Chris Taylor, the author of uh, How Star Wars Conquered the Universe, which we've talked about a bunch of times uh, during my appearances on this show. Uh, he was on the Weird Things podcast this week, and the first question I asked him was, as somebody who spent so much time researching the kind of by the numbers elements of the prequels release in '99, whether or not we were at below, equal, or above the hype velocity of where we were back in 99 and, and his thought, which I can't really argue with is that we were above it. And, and it's crazy to think that that would even be possible. I know it's absolutely insane. A funny story. Um, I was at uh, a party at the Hilton at, uh, during star Wars celebration and mm-hmm. I hear his voice and I actually recognize him. He's been on a lot of different star Wars podcasts and really become a leading figure in, in our community because of this amazing, incredible book. And I had not read it yet. And I, 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 I in full confession, I, I actually haven't finished it. Um, I, I, I'm getting the audiobook version, and I haven't Shame. finished it yet. So Shame. Not, I know. Shame. 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 Ring the bell. Um, <laughs> but, but what's interesting is uh, he, I, I confessed this to him at Celebration uh, uh-huh. in, the, in the lobby of the Hilton Hotel, and he pulls out of his backpack a copy. And so I have an autographed copy of How Star Wars Conquered the Universe. I just, I'm a big audiobook guy, so I have, I have not finished it yet. But now I feel like I, I really feel like I have to before this movie comes out. Well, especially because it gets, you know, he does some very, very interesting and, and, uh, and, and good reporting when it comes to the sale and everything. And really the fact that, like, man, Bob Iger is going to go down in the like business person hall of fame. Oh yeah. Like he's just, just brilliant. I know it's, it's it's absolutely incredible. uh, And, and and part of the reason why is because uh, have you seen the tracking on this star Wars film? Yeah. Seen the tracking in this star Wars thing. It's going to be huge. Sorry. I don't know. It's stuck on my mind, Justin. Um, (laughs) Yes, I have. In fact, the low end of this movie's tracking, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sure if you're listening to this program, you know. But we're talking like $170 million on the low end. That's heartbreaking. That's like it, it is fireable if, if, it, if it grosses $170 million. 
Like literally the only reason why the number 170 million is even out there is so people report it. So it, there, it, there's a balance to the, the upper end, which is $300 million. 300. Now understand this. This is domestic. This is not worldwide. This is only domestic tracking. If you could say to most major blockbusters that you are guaranteed to have $300 million in your entire run, yes. all you have to do is murder one of your lead actors on a stone <laughs> altar. Do you know how few actors we would have? <laughs> It'd be a veritable genocide of of Hollywood like, favorites. Like it, it would be you would it, it would it would fundamentally change movie making and ritual murder forever. <laughs> exactly. Well, and that's the thing about this movie is that it, when it comes to box office, it's that's sort of become the badge of honor that Hollywood looks to, and it's that's why you hear so much of the talk about this movie caged in terms of box office success and like the measurement of whether this film is culturally successful or not is box office and part of me doesn't like that i don't think that i don't years on from avatar are are there avatar celebrations you know no um there are gonna be there's avatar theme parks and stuff like that like you know i mean i I think but i don't think that we star wars people really can't complain about that well and and i Um, I shot an article over you today it's from the guardian and and they're the the question they pose in this really great piece by phil hode is how how and why did hollywood turn speculation about blockbusters and their financial performance into basically a marketing tool and does this backfire because the the magic number in recent years has been the billion dollar mark and like if you re- hit a billion dollars you have a really global. successful franchise yeah. global yes now yeah. and of course you and you and Brian and the and the gang that do the, the you do the um the box office draft every year so you have you probably well, have a yeah. very in but, touch but, but, of what uh, this un- means understand that the reason why Star Wars gets this is because Star Wars invented it Star Wars invented in many ways the idea of the summer blockbuster for which you know Star Wars and jaws you know, will always kind of in their own ways be credited with, uh, basically invented the crazy every, you know, uh, past, you know, uh, the idea of movies just being this fundamentally different cultural art form with like gone with the wind and, and stuff like that. Uh, it was the, the summer blockbusters that were like, okay, here are fun, quick movies that everybody wants to go see that can be gigantic like money makers. Um, and, and the idea of records falling and breaking and the fact that this is something that could happen every year, you can really trace back to star Wars and, and, and the Lucas Spielberg kind of boom of the late seventies and early eighties. So when I would say that there's a lot of franchises for which you can say, all right, come on, let's, let's not get overly crazy. And I would even say, with the Star Wars standalones, you know, that, that you're going to be able to say, hey, listen, let's let's not go nuts about what we think that these movies are going to make. But Star Wars will never be able to get away from that because Star Wars will always, always, always be the gigantic movie that everybody loves that makes a ton of money. That's part of its legacy. Well, and I think especially a lot of the listenership of, of this podcast and a lot of the, the Star Wars podcasting community – really see Star Wars in a fundamentally different light than 
um, than those who are just general movie nerds. Where I think for for us a lot of a lot of the times we're really just focused on what the story is in the universe, and that um, I guess that as a marketing tool doesn't mean as much. But I confess I I think probably align much more with someone like you, Justin, who uh, num- number nerding is fun. Like looking at how sure. much of a cultural impact a movie has via how many tickets it sells at the theater. I think it's it's kind of a it's it's sort of like sports. It's you get to root well, for and, who's and, win. and it's fun to root for them. You know, it's 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 hard to use any kind of objective metrics for movies, right? I think this is where part of the fascination comes from, is that even critical perspective. You know, Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic and stuff like that very much revolutionized how we thought about film criticism because we could put a number on it. You could say, well, uh, Brave is worse than Toy Story 3 because it has, you know, a 10% different critical rating. But even then, you're only really aggregating people's opinions and those opinions are not uniform. You know, the sample size of who's reviewing and who... Uh, Rotten Tomatoes picks to to include into those numbers is very, very subjective. This is the only way that we can say, hey, look, this movie resonated, this movie didn't, is, you know, the, 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 the hard metrics of voting with your dollar. It is, it, yes, and it is a very, very clear identifier of whether or not this is the truth, and it's a truth that I believe, and I'm sure that, and I'm very confident that I will be proven right. That now, now let's now let's let's look at this though, uh, because uh, you know, right now Disney is in a furious uh, position where they want to they want everybody to be saying 170 million. Yeah, they don't want anybody saying 300, right? They want everybody so it can shatter expectations, as opposed to like you know doing something which is again insane if it grosses anywhere over 250 million dollars in an opening weekend that is crazy but yeah. they don't, disney doesn't want everybody to be saying 300 and then they gross 295 and they're like well slightly below expectations yes yes it is it, it, it's very much it's not unlike politics it's not about who wins it's about who unexpectedly does better yeah. Right. Well, meanwhile, uh, you know, Steven Spielberg is out there saying <laughs> that it's going to be the biggest movie ever, which I'm <laughs> sure, uh, you know, uh, you know protege and mega fan J.J. Abrams would, would probably like his hero to shut his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. That's true. Well, um, I, I want to touch on one other thing before we go, uh, and that is just kind yeah. of looking at this season of filmmaking and looking ahead to uh, looking ahead at kind of where we are this year. We've already had uh furious seven billion and a half Mm -hmm. we've already had um hunger games is now quickly going to be going towards that and even then it's kind of underperforming but we've already had drastic world drastic world um you know we've had these uh really successful films at the box office yeah uh, and so it's becoming more common but what we are seeing this season in the past few months with the hunger games with specter are these films underperforming? And I, you know, I, I certainly don't have the numbers to back it up, but I like to think the, the, the Star Wars fan, the guy who's like holding up the number one big sports foam finger uh, for Star yeah. Wars box office is just like really excited about the idea that this is the cultural moment 
that the original was. And 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 our co-host Steve Glosson uh, last week was saying that's insane. Don't don't even think in those terms. But like the guy who never got to sit down and experience an amazing Star Wars film with the entire world, especially now, you know. You know, I guess expounded by the fact of social media. I want to live in that world, and I kind of uh, maybe I'm yeah. Well, too I mean, just just if, if we're going to break it down by the numbers, uh, you, the Spectre was a movie that was not reviewed as well as Skyfall. Um, you know, Bond movies will always turn out the core demo, but what makes a Bond movie a gigantic success is when it breaks outside of that. Uh, and there didn't seem to be the critical buzz in the way that there was last time and you have kind of a downgrade in terms of star power from Javier Bardem as the villain to Christoph Waltz as much as Christoph Waltz is amazing. Um, and, and as far as the hunger game goes, it's even kind of weird to look at that movie as a movie, considering the studio sort of looks at it as, Hey, we got to double charge for yeah, uh, one true. hunger games. So it's like for them, you know, it's and I think for the audience, it's like, Listen, effectively, you got a year break. You got a year intermission. You watched half a movie, and then we all went away for a year, and then you decided, hey, do you want to go see the other half of that movie? Uh, and uh, some people didn't because they didn't like the first half, and that's why you see that that dip in, in, in how much money that made. The thing is, is that you have to rewrite all the rules for Star Wars. Yeah. You know, and, and we know that the question is just how many of the rules do you need to rewrite? And part of that is, again, the big great unknown. Is it good? And I think that is the question we will have an answer to in merely 17 days. Folks, thanks so much for listening to uh, Star Wars tonight. It's been another uh, great Monday. Uh, Justin, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, where do you want folks to go? What do you want to send folks to that are listening? Because we are uh, we are picking up. It, it turns out you might be surprised, but people like Star Wars, and so there are a lot of new folks joining us each and every week. Hey. Um, so well, uh, by um, all means, let folks know where you are. Absolutely. Well, great to spend all the time with you guys. Uh, Justin R. Young on Twitter is where you can follow everything else that we did. Uh, the Weird Things podcast, which has our interview with Chris Taylor, the author of How Star Wars Conquered the Universe, is up now at weirdthings.com or wherever fine podcasts are found. And, of course, my political card game, The Contender, for which you don't need to like, understand, or be interested in politics to play and have a great time with, is available right now at thecontender.us. Awesome, awesome man, and yeah, I was just listening to uh, to Weird Things today, and uh, yeah, Chris is always amazing. Uh, that guy, he's the best. He has a, a he has a a pleasant mix of genuine love of the universe, but also an intellect and actual journalism background to actually break it down for us. Who just, uh, as I've said before, just like well, Darth Maul's lightsaber is so cool, man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but Yoda fights, but. But the the CGI Count Dooku, how about them? All right, so uh, folks, if yeah. you wanna if you're enjoying this program, uh, make sure you get the word out. We are trundling through the new and noteworthy section of iTunes, and we need your help because uh, we want to let as many Star Wars fans know about this podcast as possible. So make sure you go to StarWarsReport.com slash Star Wars Tonight iTunes. All together, uh, that'll take you straight to our uh, iTunes page. Leave a rating or review. We do really appreciate everyone who does. The next five reviewers will all be getting limited edition 
uh, CNET magazines. You will be getting an Entertainment Weekly copy. I have posters from Kraft Mac and Cheese Star Wars style, and I also have regular Star Wars Mac and Cheese. And uh, uh, Justin, I'm not above giving them out to the kind people who are reviewing us and then email us their iTunes username because we want to thank you for getting the word out. Absolutely. I think I'm going to do it my, my, my own darn self. There you are. There you go, man. Uh, so, folks, again, if you want to get the uh, Friday bonus episodes, you want to head over to patreon.com slash Star Wars Report. Kick in a penny. We're giving you guys a free bonus show every Friday uh, if you support us at any level. And, of course, tune in every weekday, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at starwarsreport.com slash live. Folks, we will see you tomorrow. May the Force be with you. There it is, man. Sweet, dude. Uh, hey, man. Another one in the bank. These um, are really fun. I'm, I'm having a blast, man. Uh, thanks so much for being a part of this. It's, it's, uh, I, I, I've, I've just surrendered. I cannot be objective about this movie. It's, it's just, awesome. oh, man. I'm, 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 I'm beyond. I'm beyond. I, like, I'm just, I'm, I'm literally just counting down the days. <laughs> uh, all right, man. Here, I got to run. All I'm right. Up. All right. I'll talk to you soon, man. Bye bye. All right. Peace out. Bye. Do, 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 do. All right, everybody in the chat, thanks so much uh, for tuning in. We really appreciate you uh, bouncing along with this live experience. Makes a makes it a different world. I wish I could uh, bring bring in chat a little bit more as well, but unfortunately, it's just the that's just the nature of the beast. It's the way it goes. Uh, but again, huge shout outs to the last disciple and the Gaz and Red Five Mom and everybody else, Stephanie who's been joining us in the chat. It's uh, always a blast, folks. I'm going to have to jump off here. Uh, I did get a video copy, so there will be a video edition going up of the podcast, and I'll be getting this out uh, very shortly. Uh, actually, let me stop the recorder, because I'll probably stay live here. And yeah, I'll go ahead and stop the, the podcast recording for this. And uh, again, thanks, everybody, seriously, for uh, supporting us in all the ways you do. And we'll talk to you soon. <laughs>